39. The night I met God. First, completely know yourself. If you have not read or listened to the previous episodes, please start at 36, drinking ayahuasca again for context. Every ceremony begins with each participant sharing their intention for the night with the group. One says, I ask God and Mother Ayahuasca to dot dot dot. We go around in a circle. It's my turn. After yesterday's most beautiful and heart-opening experience, my cup of love for life is full and I'm ready to move on from asking for something for myself. I ask God and Mother Ayahuasca to give me the strength, wisdom and grace to serve humanity with love. I'm not religious and in a conventional sense, I don't believe in God. That is until I understood that what the churches of the world teach us is a misrepresentation of God based on a dual worldview, where there's the earthly material realm and the heavenly spiritual realm. This belief system is single-handedly responsible for all the suffering in the world because it tells us that there's us and then there's another place, whether you believe in a life beyond death or not. I used to be an atheist, so I have to smile that I now believe in God. God is one word for it, the spiritual. Science refers to it to the same thing as consciousness. And experientially, we refer to it as awareness. Universal awareness or consciousness is all pervasive. Without it, we would not be able to experience life. But consciousness does not originate in the brain. Consciousness is without location, form or time. It is what the universe is made of. Everything originates from it. And when we really go deep in meditation, you start connecting with that reality. I was getting on a tangent. I will share more about the above in another post. Back to our night. Number three, drinking ayahuasca. The night I met or experienced God. Again, I am sharing my verbatim notes I wrote down the morning after. Money and being right are a thing of the past, replaced with love, humility, and deep gratitude. I've seen the matrix, the web that connects and runs everything. I am, we all are, and I can, we all can tap into it. I attended my own initiation as a humble servant of humanity. I realized my power to create from and with love and my divine guidance and protection. I'm now realizing it is always present for all of us through life. Though life might not give us what our mind and human experience want, it always gives us though what we need. I felt deep healing from my body and the removal of all shadows within me. It became clear what I needed to do next. Rereading and typing those notes, I realized they don't do it justice, nor might it be clear for the reader what was actually going on. There are no words to describe this experience, but I'll try to provide more color and context. First, ayahuasca slash God slash consciousness worked on and repaired my body. Visually, it's like a geometric pattern form, formed being that is living and breathing and with infinite detail. I'm saying repaired my body because I could feel like something was doing surgery on my body. No pain, but I could feel inside it was things were changing. After that, and for the rest of the night, it was a celebration, a huge party. It was like I was welcomed in the heavens with a huge celebration, like the whole universe and its entities were throwing a party for me. It felt like this was what happens when one surrenders, lets go and moves out of darkness, fear and scarcity into love, light and infinite possibilities. Again, it felt like the first extremely hard night and me being willing to let go was the ticket of admittance to where I find myself now. 
Nader has told us that ayahuasca works like an elevator. Once you free yourself of your inner demons, you can move upward towards the heavens. Although there was no elevator present for me, I felt how I was moving from the lower realms, the darkness, into a place of light, love, joy, and high vibrations. Nader always checks in with everyone at least once during the night, and if you're struggling, as many times as you need him. As he came to me, he said, I'm Nader, who are you? I responded, Vincent. No jokes for me this night. He asked, how are you doing? Me, incredible. It felt like I'm attending a coronation of sorts. It's a huge celebration. And there's just love, joy, and happiness. He said, good, wonderful. Then he puts his hand on my heart and says, there's still some ego. Let it go. You don't need it. And then he leaves me. I'm thinking, interesting. I thought I had let that go. But the ego is, as my coach likes to say, insidious. You move out of it in one place and it pops up in disguise in another place. Maybe my ego has transformed from I need to be someone to I need to help others, the savior complex. I'm starting to scan through my body and especially around the heart to feel if there are any contractions. If I'm completely open, trusting and in peace, there should be no contractions. After I'm somehow unsuccessful in body, I start playing through my mental processes. And there I discover a tiny but present savior complex, meaning it is me who will show others the light. But that's a confusion of the ego. I am and no one is here to show anybody anything about how they should live their life. What my mission or purpose is at best is to be the change I want to see in the world, to model love, compassion, surrender, trust, light, and exactly not be in the ego of how great, smart, intelligent, wise, or impressive I think I am. That is the trap that is so easy to fall into in on the spiritual journey. And the spiritual ego is worse than the normal ego because one should know better. One has done inner work to move out of the ego, not into a different shape of it and believing there is none anymore. With great inner power comes great responsibility. Humility and the shunning of arrogance and pride, as Muji says in the last minute of, his, of this another beautiful meditation, you are the seeds of awakening in the sleeping world. So don't sleep now. Don't turn back. Don't turn away from the support of grace. Shun arrogance and pride. Flourish in the self. The instructions are clear. Serving others with love, grace and humility by showing up as the best version of myself, having filled my cup of love and gratitude. I do that in my morning meditations so that when I get up, it is no longer about me. Whether it is me needing or wanting more of something or me wanting to save others or whatever, all of those are ones of the ego. Both of them are based on fear of not being enough rather than love. My most important daily work is to empty myself of those needs and to show up as the most loving, present and humble human being I can be. Again, as Muji says here, do not strain yourself trying to improve this world. First, completely know yourself. Then your actions, they spring from the spontaneity, from this depth, from this understanding, from the real, and they will shower, shower blessing upon this world. In the morning integration circle, Nader shares instructions for our journeys. Whatever is there, whatever the difficulty, just accept it, surrender to it. This is the way we experience life, to experience, to face it, to learn from it, and then I don't have to experience the difficulty again. Nader is beautiful embodying and modeling wisdom and humility. I feel blessed and I'm deeply, I'm in deep gratitude for my journey.